Hey, I'm Mitch Goldman. It's Deep Focus. Really glad you're with us. This is part two of three parts of the podcast from July 15th, 2013. There were two episodes of Deep Focus about Hermeto Pasquale with our guest Leon Grunbaum. There's the second of those two. There are three parts of each of them. So you're in the fifth part of these total of six episodes. So it's all good. Jump in anywhere you like. Uh, this was really a treat. Hermeto is a tremendous musician. It's a privilege to bring his music to you. Here we go. It's Deep Focus.
começando essa música, André, depois que você tomar água, eu espero, você acompanha no piano, eu tocando na flauta aqui. Vem cá, vem cá. Entendeu como é? Vem cá. Um, dois, três, quatro. Um, dois, três. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That is music from the great Hermeto Pascual, a grupo, recorded just a few months ago, actually, March of this year in Lugano, Switzerland. And uh, you're listening to WKCRFM New York. My name is Mitch Goldman. I have the great pleasure of being here tonight with fantastic musician and musical thinker Leon Grunbaum. Hello. And we had a fantastic visit on the phone all the way from Rio de Janeiro. Henry Schroy was with us, and he did a fantastic job of explaining some of the underlying principles and methods of this great multi-instrumentalist. And uh, it was kind of a, a, a perfect illustration of a lot of the things that he was talking about in that last piece of music. Uh, we're going to hear, we have a whole other set. That was just the first set at the Teatro Cittadella 2000, however you say that in Italian. It's uh, Lugano is the Italian part of Switzerland. Oh. And uh, uh, Hermeto Pasquale, as Henry Schroy was saying, is a uh, very popular attraction in Europe and festivals. And, and uh, well, there you go. And now you know why. Now, Leon Grunbaum, for you, I know you as a... A uh, musician who likes to, you know, I think about, like, like some people, when they eat popcorn, they like the nice, fluffy, 
bits. And some people like to find those little crunchy nuggets. You know, I do eat those. Those unpopped kernels and the little burnt I, parts. I mean, I don't go to those first, but I, <laughs> those do get consumed now, as well. Mu- musically speaking, yeah. I think there's some analogy there to describe some, some aspects of your music. That's interesting. I would never have thought of that. I'm wondering yeah. if that uh, horrible analogy can be extended even further okay. to your appreciation for the music of Hermeto Pasquale. What What are the things about this music that draw mm-hmm. you? Well, uh, I, we we you know as you remember we did this uh, two weeks ago. So uh, um, at the risk of repeating myself, I think first off, well, uh, things in 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 that set that we just heard. Yeah, maybe. I mean he's clearly out of his gourd <laughs> and, and i mean that with the with the utmost <laughs> admiration and respect because i am also completely out of my gourd um so i mean uh yeah i mean just the, and what i when i say that i i mean you know medically no no i mean uh, <laughs> no i'm just kidding i i mean you know that he's very creative and i i also see this as a brazilian trait in, in some of the music i've heard um that uh, you know, making music out of anything that they find around, um, you know, uh, and just also just it's a very open kind of. Uh, I think they trust the musicians a lot, um, and and there's a lot of collaboration with the improvisation. It's a lot of. We were just talking about some parallels in that last set to things you might have heard from Miles in this uh, electronic period, the Agartha and Penji and all that. Um, where you would hear the whole band playing and then it, it's broken down. Everyone stops except for Hermeto on the keyboards, for example, or whatever, you know, and, and you hear this. Uh, so you're, you kind of appreciate the music as texture in a way, uh, mm-hmm. and, that, and I think that's getting into music as sound um, in, in, in part. And uh, he certainly gets a lot of interesting sounds. We were talking about uh, him blowing on... What would we say? That was a latex balloon. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. love... Uh, and then, I don't yeah. know what he was doing, just that last bit with... Yeah. He was vocalizing oh. through a, a bottle or Maybe something. Maybe blowing like into a, the bottle. Yeah, uh, that you was... Know. But, and it seems yeah. like he... Once he has assembled this whole machine, this band and everything that they're doing, it almost seems like anything that he does fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Well, we were also talking earlier about how... There's moments that might remind you of 70s, 80s jazz fusion. Uh, but I think even if they go on for a few minutes or five, ten minutes, and you think, well, this is you know, a little more ordinary. I know what this is. Yeah. yeah uh, you, you still have the memory that you know a few minutes ago you heard this, you know, these crazy uh, chords and, and just... Uh, you know, just kind of outbursts and in, in really unusual things. And that, that kind of stays with you through those parts that, that are a little more tame. Uh, so you don't, you really don't know what to expect next. I guess that's maybe another thing that, yeah. that you would say is, is something I appreciate uh, about the music. And then, you know, it, and, and at the end, uh, I was saying, well, as a fallback, a jazz group is going to go back to a swing rhythm and a walking bass line and maybe a blues you know, progression or whatever, and they have samba, they have bossa, they have these rhythms that are so natural to them. It's like you know, water or whatever, um, and and so that's their fallback. And of course, it sounds really exotic and interesting to us because we don't know it at all. I don't know what it sounds like to a Brazilian audience, but you know, so that's kind of at the core, at the base of it. Um, so I guess those are yeah, those are some of the things um, that that jumped to my mind. And I, I really enjoy the use of voice as an instrument. You hear. I don't remember hearing her in the set 
sing, singing in, in any word at all. Uh, yeah, that's something no, that's true. You, you know, you something think. that's something that actually came up in this workshop. I, I should have uh, had Hank mention that. Um, that uh, he started putting words to the song that he had just written, but it became clear very quickly that he was just making syllables, you know, sounds, and they were, uh, you know, not real words. And every once in a while, some word would come out, and he would they would laugh about it or something. But it was clear that that was not the actual point of it. it was just it was just the sounds of the words. So, um, so I, you know, and those, you, you've yeah. done stuff like that, and yeah. I'm wondering, was that? Uh, Influenced directly by Hermeto, or oh, I see. Well, I think I wouldn't say. I mean, I, I certainly knew about Hermeto for many years. I, I hadn't studied his music uh, as much probably when I first heard him. But I think there's a lot of because I write songs with words. I think there's a lot of songwriters that you know draw inspiration from the sounds of the words. And I, I think for my tastes, what really makes you know, a great song, a pop song, for example, uh, you know, I think of, I don't know, Kurt Cobain or something, and you realize, well, I never really knew what he was saying, but right. you always had the kind of, the sound of the word in your head, and, and when it fits well, you know, and you just become, as you do it more, you start to get a sense of, oh, well, I can't have that vowel sound on that big note on the chorus, it needs to be a more of an E or an A or some, you know, you, you kind of develop a sense for these things for your own taste. And, and actually uh, what I enjoy doing often is doing something that fits very, it's very smooth and then you break it up with something that's a little more jarring and that really calls attention to itself. Um, you know, so the, you know, it's just, everyone's got their own and, and other people with lyrics are far more into imagery or other aspects of words. And I, that isn't really my talent, uh, with words, but you know, as far as I think making something, you know, uh, sound good uh, flow in a way, I think the sound of the word is really critical. Yeah. You are listening to WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman. We call the show Deep Focus. And the subject of the Deep Focus tonight is Brazilian multi-instrumentalist Hermeto Pascual. I'm going to spell that for you because uh, I don't know if you might be developing an interest and not know how to pursue it. Hermeto, H-E-R-M-E-T-O. H-E-R-M-E-T-O, Pascual. I'm copying uh, Henry's pronunciation a little bit. P-A-S-C-O-A-L, P-A-S-C-O-A-L, Hermeto Pascual, and a Grupo is the name of the ensemble that plays with him. And uh, we were listening to a set from Lugano, Switzerland. We've got another set from Lugano coming up. Uh, that's from March of this year. And our guest tonight, Leon Grunbaum. And uh, when you were here two weeks ago, this is part two of this show. We already already did a whole three hours of it, and we're halfway through the second three hours. Uh, you had an album that was just about to be released. Is there news about that that we can report? Um, yeah, we're now imminent <laughs> we're now two weeks uh, no, closer you know actually the music it has been finished for a little while now uh and we're just finalizing we're actually making a vinyl recording uh speaking of recording that uh, i did want to point out that i think of the different live shows we've played this might have what we were just listening tonight is probably the best uh, recorded so far because it was for the radio yeah, I think, yeah 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 but it's nice to hear everything in proper balance and um you know when you can really isolate all the different tracks and everything it's it's uh that helps a lot but um so my mind has been on recording <laughs> for the last couple of years um and uh so we have yes uh well the the group that uh 
that we're talking about is genes and machines. That's with a G, genes and machines. And um, yeah, it's um, yeah, we're actually making vinyl. It's kind of a unusual. I wouldn't say unusual. It's become a trendy thing now, really, to do this. Uh, but the idea is that uh, you know, vinyl is something. It's a much bigger format visually, and and it's something you can, tangible. I mean, these days people are coming up with all sorts of other things to sell along with the digital download. You could have a stuffed toy and <laughs> sell that yeah. as your product, you know. But if you're going to just put it on your iPhone or whatever, then uh, you know, uh, the question is, what does the CD really do for you? So that, that's where we're going with that. But yeah, so we're making a vinyl, and actually the analog quality of, of vinyl kind of tames some of the uh, digital quality that that's a little harsh at times I think so it's uh, a good good step for, for this this music yeah jeans and machines if you want to find out more and know when you can get your own LP go to jeans and machines.com jeans g-e-n-e-s and machines jeans and machines.com and you are also we've talked about this but I, I want to mention it again you're the inventor of the instrument that you play Yes, uh, it is called the Sam Chilean Tip 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 GP, and uh, three and then five. Yeah, three and then five, uh, three E's and then five E's. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a keyboard MIDI controller. They call it, uh, meaning that it in and of itself doesn't make sound, but you trigger a sampler, or a synthesizer, or something, and you get what makes it unique is that you can. Um, you, 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 when you press a key, you don't get a particular note like an F sharp or D sharp or whatever, but you get a change in pitch. So it's relatively relativistic. It's my own personal theory of relativity. You've done a, a lot of uh, electronic music workshops and presentations. You been doing any of that stuff lately? Um, yeah, I did. Um, I was at Yale, uh, and I was very. I liked the the setup a lot because I did two classes and one was a computer class and one was a music class. So you kind of, it's always been this kind of duality in my uh, education in my life this, to, to uh, uh, do uh, computer work and also do music. And of course the music you do because you make a lot of money at it. Right. Computers <laughs> to support the love. The love of <laughs> sitting in front of a monitor and fluorescent lights and um, no, but uh, <laughs> anyway, actually, a lot of music work feels like computer work, too, if you're in the electronic uh, field. Um, well, you can find yeah. out more about Leon's work yes. with electronics and music and stuff like that at samchillian.com, S-A-M-C-H-I-L-L-I-A-N.com, yes. Dot com. You left off the tip, 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 GP. Oh, I, you know, I decided <laughs> to give people a break. Uh, we... Uh, well, you know, well, we, of course, you and I know each other from, uh, well, how long ago did we meet? Uh, well, after the war in the 40s, yeah. late 40s. Late 40s, yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, we were both working with Vernon Reed, yep. the guitarist. Yep, yep, and, uh, Who's been on this show many times. Yeah, and, uh, and Vernon was the first one uh, to really help me get the the uh, exposure with my instrument. It was such a thrill to uh, be playing this thing I had uh, lovingly handcrafted <laughs> uh, and and to be playing in front of not just audiences, but sometimes pretty large audiences. Um, and, you know, we also did a lot of shows that were more improvised. I was just thinking, uh, you know, as any 
sort of downtowny musician in New York uh, knows you you know a lot of a lot of what you're going to be doing is this kind of collective improvisation. So you learn a lot about um, what happens in those contexts. And I think one of the things you you find out pretty quickly is that it's a real drag if everyone is just playing all the time. <laughs> you yeah. know, and that's something that you hear. In this music, and also not just that, but if sometimes improvisation just doesn't go anywhere, you know? I mean, it does work a lot of Sometimes it's more special than something you would have composed. And those moments, you know, are amazing. But you can't, people especially are paying <laughs> to see you, you can't uh, experiment on them too much. And I think an approach like what I hear with Hermeto is, is ideal, where you have some th moments that are completely unscripted and or maybe have a little structure or whatever, but you always have that tune to go back into when the moment is right. And that moment could be right if your improvisation is just not going anywhere, you know, whatever. But you have that in your back pocket. Well, you know? let me ask you this. And yeah. I'm thinking about this in relation to what Henry Schroy was saying about Hermeto Pascual. And I'm also thinking about it. I, I have a, uh, a set of experiences that some of the listeners might not have. And that's listening to you playing with Vernon Reed and with Henry Schroy, who was part of that group, coincidentally or not, and uh, Don McKenzie, coincidentally or not, and DJ Logic and, and those great musicians. And I'm, I'm wondering, um, is it ever really so completely unstructured? Or is, are the personalities of the people contributing to it and all the conversations you've had with them, musical or otherwise, and experiences mm -hmm. with them kind of create a certain amount of of reference point. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's always going to be, it's a continuum of, you know, I mean, it, first of all, it depends on who's leading it and, and what their tastes are and, and you know, who the musician, yeah, you know, no first of all, no matter how much you plan, uh, there's never, you know, uh, it's never going to go exactly according to plan. Uh, and especially, you know, in New York, and it's very difficult to get together and rents are high and rehearsal space, you know. So, so much of it, you know, there's, there's a certain amount that's that's just going to be not quite what you had in mind. And uh, so you have that, for example. Um, you know, there's a whole school now of uh, that, uh, you know, Butch Morris made uh, famous with, uh, con you know, the conductions where where it's fairly his his method in particular was was really heavily codified and just you know all the different cues that that uh you know to so i you know and then i've also been working with burnt sugar and they do maybe a slightly you know limited set of those cues but but it, the effect is is very powerful because I, i've done shows with them where i, I was remarking on this uh to somebody recently you, you find yourself playing and you're like, why am I playing this? And it's something you wouldn't have expected yourself to play, and it just fits. And it, and it's because they're allowing the musicians to, you know, they're trusting the musicians. And then so you're getting all these, you know, these things out of the musicians that, like I said, you they don't even know they they could do or were, were interested in doing. Um, so there's a real range for sure, and it depends so much. Uh, some people are, you know, for lack of a better term, control freaks. Uh, right. Uh, and that can work too, you know. I mean, I think if they're really good at what they do, or and they, you know, uh, but I think you know the overall, uh, the average, you know, is yeah. Let's work out something. Uh, you know, it might you could get a group of people together and just freely improvise with absolutely no rules, and it could be amazing, you know. And actually, when I've listened to recordings I've done in those kind of contexts, 
it's very interesting because you will listen to it and you'll say, you know, the best part of that was at minute 29 to 33. So you make this compilation of just the best moments and you listen to it and you realize this, this doesn't work because what made that so special was all the stuff leading up to it. Even though it was, it was a little boring, it, but you heard the ideas start to emerge and then it was special when it all suddenly came together. And I, that, I think, applies to a lot of different art forms, you know, uh, where you, you can't, you need the context sometimes. I mean, some editing might work, you know, but you, I think it really helps to, uh, to keep in some of the, the boring parts. You know? Well, we yeah. are giving folks lots of context yeah. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman. Deep Focus is the show that we do, and we have a guest in the studio like Leon Grunbaum who can bring insight to another artist's work, in this case, Hermeto Pascual. I'm just going to keep mispronouncing that every different way I'm I possibly I'm glad you're can. doing it, not me. Too. Yeah. But uh, he, he is a great inspiration for us tonight, certainly. And uh, hopefully we're making some new fans of Hermeto Pascual tonight because uh, he's, he's deserving. And he's still doing it. I hope he comes back to New York and, and... You said this recording we're playing tonight is from... Yeah, this is from this year. This is yeah. from March of this year. Yeah. And uh, in Lugano, Switzerland, we heard the first set. We're going to play the second set. Um, one thing I want to do, uh, people who've been listening for a while, if you heard, we did a great interview with Henry Schroy. I want to give his website, his URL, one more time because uh, he's somebody, if you're digging this music and what's coming across tonight, then you'll want to know about what he's doing. Uh, and that is New Ritual, N-E-W-R-I-T-U-A-L.com, NewRitual.com. Henry Schroy, S-C-H-R-O-Y, was, was our guest. We got some calls about people who didn't quite catch that the first time around. So we're going to go back to Teatro Cittadella Duemile, I'll say, 2000. I'm, I'm really I'm stretching my Italian along with my Portuguese tonight. Have mercy. Lugano, Switzerland, March of this year, Ermeto Pasquale, a grupo. This is the second set on WKCR.
You're listening to WKCR-FM New York, deep focus on Hermeto Pasquale. July 15th, 2013, Leon Grunbaum, my guest, Hermeto Pasquale, the topic of Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman, your host. This is, once again, uh, the second of three uh, podcasts from the second of two broadcasts. So the fifth of six Deep Focus episodes. So uh, go check out the rest of it. Check out Leon. You could find him at samchillian.com. The instrument that he invented is where that name comes from. Sam Chilean, S-A-M-C-H-I-L-L-I-A-N. Samchillian.com. Samchillian.com. Henry Schroy, check out all the stuff he's doing. Wow. Newritual.com. Newritual.com. And uh, come check out Deep Focus. Subscribe to the podcast. Please do give us five stars if you're feeling it because it helps other people find the show, we're giving it all away for free, but uh, that'll let help people um, find us. And uh, also, come along on Instagram. That's the best way to see what's going on, uh, what's coming up on the show, and get photos of these artists, and find other people who love the music you love. So there's a bunch of ways to keep track of what we're doing. All right, go check out part three of this three-part podcast from July 15th, 2013. Leon Grunbaum on Hermeto Pasquale. It's Deep Focus. <laughs> 